In the endless reaches of the universe, there once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heavens. One of the planet's leading scientists, sensing the approach of doom, placed his infant son in a small rocket ship and sent it hurtling in the direction of Earth just as Krypton exploded. Because of the amazing powers that this child possessed, he grew up to become what mankind knew only as Superman. Superman was believed to be the sole survivor of Krypton's destruction, but what many don't know is that two others recently made it to Earth. Lacking the superhuman abilities of their predecessors, they have taken it upon themselves to educate, entertain, and maybe even annoy humanity instead. They may not be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. But they are... Ben and Vicky! Welcome, everybody, to the Prop Showzel, also known as the Proposal Show, for everyone <laughs> that was extremely confused about what we called the show last week. And for the people that weren't confused as well, just to feel some sort of vague vindication that you knew what was going on for a change. <laughs> well, I think just saying the name still doesn't explain a whole lot, so we'll uh, recap. Basically, so let's say it a few more times. <laughs> Prop Showzel, it's like if you say it three times in the mirror... It's like Bloody Mary. We'll appear. Yeah, we'll appear and just annoy you for the next hour. <laughs> and it's already happening. <laughs> Someone must have done it this morning at about um, 10.59. <laughs> so basically, we are going to be proposing to you. And does that mean marriage? Well, there's a lot of listeners out there, so I can't marry you all, unfortunately. Whoa, Ben, watch out. <laughs> well, maybe, but it also would mean we have to have some kind of breakup show in between and... That's quite time-consuming. That's next season. Also, if I'm giving <laughs> we'll away... propose breakup. <laughs> if I'm giving away 50% of my assets to every listener, I'm going to be very broke quickly. You don't have any assets anyhow. I know, but like, just say I uh, give 50% away to like 10 people. By that 10th person, they're going to get 50% of, you know, the 50, 50, 50. So it's like they'll gain like 50 cents off me. <laughs> Knowing you, everyone's going to be getting half like a PS3 game. <laughs> I, could, I could dole out PS3s. Yeah, I know. Own. You can dole out PS3s. This I did not know. Text in for your free PS3, guys. That won't be my PS3. Let's get onto this show. So we've been proposing ways of improving the world, improving the headphones in the sin booth, actually, like right now. I'm feeling some snare. Last week it was all, where's my snare? I got no snare. (laughs) I can actually hear myself this week, so it might be a less antagonistic show. It wasn't even, where's my snare? It was, where's my anything? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it funny how the show seems to, uh, even the snow seems to run smoothly, apparently, (laughs) according to my mouth. Isn't it weird how the show seems to run smoothly when I'm on the mixing desk? Well, I don't want to draw a line there. I can't help it. I'll let you draw your own line. I'll let you draw your own line on the text line. 0427 SMS SMS, incidentally. Or 0427 pop pop. If that's your thing. I can't help but notice that the tool that you're using to improve our awesome mixing equipment is the headphones that I bought after last episode. Oh, Ben. (laughs) You're more of a tool than they'll ever be. Oh, you. (laughs) Wait a minute. That wasn't a compliment. (laughs) All right. So let's explain. What is... uh, Well, we'll go with uh, what is the prop shows-all. So, uh, this Did we morning... not cover that up? We're proposing <laughs> things. I can't be more clear, Vicky. Well, we're going to start with our first... <laughs> we're going to start with our first proposal. And, Ben, it's pretty clear now that we're on the radio that we're pretty... We're big shots. Wait, this is on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> we're big shots. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. People You're saying keep you don't have me. 50% of assets to give away... Don't lie. We're on the radio. We're obviously the men about town. The lady about town in my case. Well, now that I think about it, 
if I'm getting 50% of everyone else's assets, it might work out all right. <laughs> Men want to be you. Ladies want to be with you. <laughs> sure. Say that enough times and maybe people will start to believe it. <laughs> I don't want to lie to the listeners. I really believe in telling them the truth. We're quite obviously getting paid vast amounts of signing bonuses to be here. Yeah, well, I, I don't like to brag, but... We've got some uh, some money in the bank coming our way, I assume. Is it coming our way from the bank? Well, I haven't, I haven't received anything <laughs> I yet. I would have imagined it's coming to the bank. <laughs> well, it'll come to us via the bank. Banks are involved, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. So it's not coming in a wad of cash delivered by a, a donkey. I'm hoping it's one of those big criminal uh, bags with the dollar signs across it. <laughs> I like to think someone's going to... It's going to be like a reverse cat burglar. They're going to do like sneaky legs, like dun 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 Dun, 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 and like leave it somewhere in the house. Oh, okay. So it's like a cat burglar that breaks into your house and leaves things. Yeah, I'm going to find them stuffing mat- money into my mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so Ben, now that we're both off the charts rich, sure. what are you planning to spend your giant sim signing bonus on? Well, like, it's tough. I mean, there's so many options out there. I mean, I've already got the PlayStation 3, as you it mentioned. It is true. The world contains a lot of things. Yeah. So <laughs> let's think outside the box here a minute. I plan on spending it on getting the ability to have my arms detach. Like some kind of... A hinge system? I'm, I'm thinking of... Bio-hinge? <laughs> Bio-hinge. Trademark. Don't copyright that one. TM, everyone listening. <laughs> I, uh, I had these toys in the early 90s that it was like... you pulled a ripcord and then they battled and their arms would attack each other and fall off? Is this <laughs> No. Is this what we're going for? Because knowing myself, I'd accidentally get it caught on the door and end up punching myself to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was always the problem. You're supposed to have them fight, but either the arms would pop off way too easily, so you'd pull it and they'd just go flying across the room, <laughs> or they wouldn't come off at all. And so it's like, well, what's the point? So yeah, to get that ben, balance I feel like right, you're lying to the listeners again. Obviously, we're going to have enough money that the biohinge won't go horribly wrong well, I'm by just... the time it gets to me, because I am going to buy people to be biohinge version 1.0. Phew. That's, that's <laughs> all I'm concerned about, because this sounds like a great and extremely useful uh, feature that you could employ in your body, but... I just want to make sure that you uh, test it out on some other test dummies first. Oh, there's going to be lackeys. Ben, every good plan has lackeys. Phew. <laughs> I'm thinking more along the lines of Wizard of Oz style. Yeah? They always had those flying monkeys, the Wicked Witch. You're going to make a flying monkey? Some kind of flying monkey army, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, because <laughs> why stop at one? I don't know, man. You've got to watch out for my detachable arms. They can punch midair. We can have a fight. <laughs> This is going to confuse and frighten the people of Melbourne. <laughs> I'm really glad we announced on the radio what was happening before it happened. Well, you can have your army. Because if I of... left the house and yeah. giant arms were punching people, punching flying monkeys, I'd probably just go back to bed. What? <laughs> okay. No, actually, that would not be what I'd do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'd be switching on the news. <laughs> Yeah, I'm putting this on YouTube quick smart. Actually, I'd probably switch on to CNFM knowing this is probably the work of Vicky and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> they actually uh, came through if I didn't think it would happen, but who, uh, who would have thought? After we got this vast amount of money, I talked to my friend about how this was possibly related to helping humanity. And I said that when people are feeling lonely, my arms could go and hug them. And they thought that was the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to him. <laughs> Some disembodied arms. <laughs> like, you're like, I'm so sad and alone. <laughs> Is this Adam's family inspired, like a, a thing? It wasn't, no, but that works. Because it just... But what uh, could he do? Shake your hand. Well, Don't I'm, be sad. Well, that's something like... <laughs> Here's a handshake. That's the best form of human contact. <laughs> Who's ever said that? Oh, things are so hard. Can you just shake my hand? Well, we can high five on occasion. <laughs> yeah, but that's celebratory. Thing is celebratory, but 
Bio-Arms. What was that? I've forgotten already. Bio-Arms is good enough. Bio-Hinge, Bio-Hinge is for the lonely people of society. Sure, why not? So <laughs> that's, that's your big goal is that you can hug people without getting up? Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I get tired. I can't hug everyone. There's a lot of people requiring armless hugs. <laughs> um, it also helps you uh, remove vests without uh, without lifting your... Oh, vests your... fly off Yeah. Me. Oh, if so... I'm running late and I'm like, oh, I've got to quickly change out of this vest, how am I ever going to make it on time? Zip. I don't have to worry about that. Bop. <laughs> it is a bit weird that I keep showing up to meetings without arms, but... Um, you don't need those anyway. No, I'm not taking notes in meetings. I've got bio hinges. People are listening to me. And plus that'll help you... Uh... The lackeys can take notes. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I'm not even going to propose this next section. I've just become the megalomaniac of this. So every week I am working on the playlist for the show. Everyone knows Vicky loves a good theme. So last week's was phones because we spent the whole show talking about phones. Uh, and this week we're doing songs of the suburbs. But Which, a tenuous theme at best, I would say. No way! Amazing theme! This was based off, like, one or two songs, and then 50% of those songs she promptly forgot. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was one song that I thought it was such a hilarious idea, and it is the first song coming up, but you're not getting it now, Ben, because I'd like to propose something. Oh, God. Here we go. I'd like to propose that you tried to get me to forget to play the best song ever played on non-commercial radio and commercial radio. I didn't try to get you for, to forget. I was vehemently trying to avoid playing it at all costs. <laughs> so you made the show. I reckon that you were the guy texting into the AFL show last week. Like, tell me a little more about... That's where I would have filled in an AFL player's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> about, <laughs> no, 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 just, about kicking. If it just rustles some paper or something, yeah, that's people right. will just think their reception is dropping out. <laughs> about kicking and all those other things that AFL sports people do. I, I know that was you, hoping they would run over and we wouldn't get to the greatest song about phones ever written. I can't help but think you could have used Schofield and Brown as examples. Oh, that's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> I, think, I think I know a thing or two about the A, F and L's. Oh, my mistake. I'm going to AFL you during this song break, that's I, for sure. I did not just read that off the paper there. So strap yourselves in. Strap yourself in. If you're in the car, well, you're safe because you're strapped in. If you're not in the car, go get in the car and strap yourself in for the greatest song ever played on commercial radio. Being played for the first time on non-commercial radio, which is strange. And but... th- thankfully for those of you who... I like, what the hell is this? It only lasts about two minutes, so... It's, well, it is the fast version. We had to compromise because Ben wouldn't let me play the full version. So let's just sit back and not relax because it's the fast <laughs> version of an amazing song. Let's all stand up, actually. Oh, wow. It's like and... the national anthem. <laughs> place our hand on the groove. Banana phone. Oh, yeah. That has got to be the only song in the world where someone cleverly lines cellular with bananula. <laughs> <laughs> If there's another one, feel free to text me, but that's amazing. Someone in the text line already, I love Banana Phone. Well, you're the only one. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't think they are, Ben. Is that, is that you under the now. table again? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I used my bio hinge uh, okay. <laughs> to head home and text that for me. Oh, I told you. You poo-pooed it. So uh, someone else is requesting Suburbs by Arcade Fire. But I think we already made it pretty clear that this is not the... Propose the song list show. This is the shut up and listen to us propose things show. Well, it's also, we don't have the ability to impromptu get songs to play. We've had to pre-select this list very carefully. Ben, shh. 
You're eroding all of our power by exposing our weak white underbelly. Oh, okay, feel free to send in your uh, song requests and we will fee- feel free to ignore them. Perfect. Nice. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> we want the people to hate and fear us, not pity. Uh, well, we can do that much at least. <laughs> a great evil, Ben. A great evil has been visited upon the world. Wow, I feel like we're taking a tone down now. It's... Let's all let's all take it a tone down. Wow. A great evil. Mm, a what, really great evil. What kind of evil could you possibly be alluding to? A really big one. A really great one, really. We've got, you know, we've already used 17 minutes of this show. I don't think we need to spend another five talking about how big this evil is. I think we do. <laughs> if anyone would like to text in some, um, some, adju- some adjectives do- for how this evil could be. Okay, Gargantuan. Go I'm waiting. Go. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's eyes. I don't think this is a newly placed evil. No, I didn't say it was new. You were just wanting to bring attention to... I mean, everyone's like, ooh, the greatest evil, Satan. He's been around a while. So Steve Buscemi's eyes get in line for terms of oldest evil. So I think they're relatively new compared to some evils. Are you comparing Steve Buscemi's eyes to Satan? (laughs) Is is that what's happening? No, I'm just saying... Is that the hierarchy in, you know, the uh, mythological hierarchy? It goes Satan, Steve Buscemi's eyes, then... Pegasus or something like that. <laughs> I'm just saying get in line for oldest evil. For greatest evil, who can say? But I think the greatest evil visited upon us that we don't see enough of Steve Buscemi's eyes. <laughs> we don't see enough of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much more do you want to see of them? M- much more. Is it I just because think... they're so sunken that you uh, you feel like... popped out. <laughs> <laughs> they're in shadow all the time. Yeah, that's right. can't see them. They're hidden under those beautiful hooded eyebrows. No, I feel that we... He needs to, it's fine, it's time. It's time he was the love interest, I think. We need a, a third doctor on Grey's Anatomy. McFish eyes. <laughs> McCreepy. <laughs> McCreepy, yeah, I could do that. That would be actually, I am I all for this idea all of a sudden. See, when you get to the point, this is where I jump on board. Because <laughs> Steve Buscemi, as you kind of alluding to, he always plays the uh, creepy bad guy. He's never the love interest, as you say. Why don't we get him up front and centre hanging out with Catherine Heigl and the whatnots and uh, just making his moves, but looking as equally creepy as he does. That's what I think. I think that we should have some more creepy making moves on women. That's not what I'm doing at all. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's already been broadcast. Melvin creeps, get to it. (laughs) If this... Thank goodness I'm not Tony Abbott. That would be my quote of the day. Great big tax. <laughs> Finished. <laughs> um, no, I just think that why are only good-looking doctors on TV? Well, in general... We're a lot of pressure on doctors and policemen. In general, <laughs> there's not... A, the, the standard of attractiveness on TV is quite high. Yeah, but they, people on TV always seem to have the same jobs. They're pretty much always... Um, doctors or policemen. So I feel yeah, like... Yeah, you got your big, like, doctors, lawyers, cops. Yeah. So if you're in one of those professions, I feel like you must feel the pressure to be good-looking. What, in real life you feel? Yeah. Because there's a high standard set by the media. See, we're lucky. No one cares what radio presenters look like. That's, That's true. Sure. <laughs> there's, there's not a whole lot of uh, hit dramas about the innards of a radio Ooh, attractiveness. <laughs> yes. The attractive radio presenters of Melbourne. Oh, I was thinking about a show about the innards of a radio presenter. That's Ooh. that's another show. But just for anyone listening, we are super hot. Just I don't want to, you know, boast or anything, but if anyone is wondering, oh, who are these uggos talking to me? It's all right. You can listen to attractive people for the next 45 minutes. Anyway. So <laughs> I can't feel, hear you agreeing with me, Vicky. I just feel that we don't have enough Steve Buscemi being smooth. Why does he always have to be weird and creepy just because he's got fish eyes? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think, well, fishes aren't creepy. 
well, I, I don't see a whole lot of fish well, I mean, being like... male leads in dramas either. <laughs> you never saw... What was that show where the fish solved crime? Fish police, fish obviously. Police. <laughs> see, that took a lot of pressure off police. Real police were like, hey... I'm better looking than that fish. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't need to stress out so much about my looks and I can get to policing. I, think, I am actually wait, wait, trying wait. to save modern policing here, Ben. If In Fish Police, the well-known hit short-lived cartoon, <laughs> everyone in that show was a fish. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is if we have more Steve Pashimi solving crimes and getting ladies, crime rates will drop. I'm seeing... <laughs> that's, that's the line I'm I'm seeing again. an amazing buddy comedy here. Steve Pashimi and a cod fighting crime. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it always ends up there, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I usually use that as my starting point. Ben, I feel like around Sin, we're getting on. Yeah, we're definitely... I mean... As some of the older generation of Sin, I'm like in my 25s, there's a 26 <laughs> cutoff. I'm in my early to late <laughs> 25s. <laughs> I'm not. I'm younger than Ben. I'm 20... <laughs> Younger than Ben. That's my age. Wow. Yes. And um, so I thought that we could perhaps... I mean, there's schools on air here, Ben. People come here to learn. This is a place of learning, as we learned last week. I can't help It's a place feel... for you to learn how to run a radio desk, that's for sure. Well, I can't help but feel we're lowering the standards of education here this morning. <laughs> that's for sure. So, Ben, I'd like to um, first offer ourselves as... As for ourselves, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, we're sort of the medicine men of CineFM, so I'm getting distracted by the text line. Apparently, Steve Fushimi was the interesting ghost world. Yeah, like, I don't know if he was a love interest. He was definitely in that movie as a creepy guy that hung out with some teenage girls. Yeah, I don't think anyone's a love interest in a film called Ghost World. <laughs> it's like being the love interest in, like, vampire killer cat-hating men. <laughs> I was love interest in that, and I would thank you not to make fun of it. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> One of your greatest hits as a director. And actor. <laughs> anyway, so as the medicine men of CineFM, um, curing the ills and offering how to avoid those ills in the future, yeah. we should offer some intelligence to Ooh. the younger listeners and oh, uh, yeah. presenters. That's not intelligence. That's really creepy. Lay some intelligence on me, Vicky. I know. You've already started with the creep, which is nice. Yeah. (laughs) I like that you've taken that on board. I'm preparing Melbourne. I think that we need a new area in the office to talk on the phone. In the sin office specifically or in offices worldwide? Well, we did say we're the medicine men of sin. You said that. I was never claiming this. (laughs) (laughs) But let's, let's... be the medicine men of the world, and, and we'll start with hopefully it'll take off across sin. I think we need a dummy office next to our real office. This is getting strangely elaborate. So it looks somewhat like the office, and there's lots of hallways, but there's not really anyone in it. And what would be the purpose of said dummy office? Well, pretty much the sole purpose of that office is to pace in and out of rooms while you're on the phone. It is impossible to have a proper phone conversation sitting at your desk. Why does it have to be an office form? Like, can't it just be a specific room? Because I need to feel like I'm actually walking around and doing something. No, it can't be a room. I need to open doors and go, no, this isn't the room I was after. Oh, my pen's not in here. So if we had an exact replica of our office next door, I could pretend I was sort of looking for my stuff or doing something useful while I was pacing around on the phone. It sounds like this is... You want a scavenger hunt to participate in while you're on the phone. Amazing. That would be incredible. If I could have a scavenger hunt every time I was on the phone, I would... A new joy would be opened to me. The Steve Buscemi issue would stop worrying me because I would never have another worry in the world. What if you're on the phone to Steve Buscemi? Amazing. (laughs) Or I was on the phone to you on a scavenger hunt for Steve Buscemi. Well, this is the thing. If everyone 
had phone scavenger hunts to participate in. No one would be paying attention to the conversation. And we'd have less wars. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. See what I'm saying? (laughs) I... I think this is going to be uh, taken up by Melbourne tomorrow. I can't see how any of this could possibly not be advice worth taking. So Steve Bashimi, um, as a love interest, will stop crime and more scavenger hunts while we're on the phone will increase world peace and happiness. And let's get on to our first song of the suburbs. I won't tell you what it is, but this is th- pretty much the whole reason why I did this playlist. And um, you can stop listening after this song. Wait a minute. You're the worst DJ ever if you say, I'm not going to announce the name of this song and you can stop listening. <laughs> I don't think that's what they taught us in radio training, even the brief radio training that we did get. Look, I'm bucking the trend of All radio right. school. I care not for the rules of radio school. That's not what the prop shows is about. Sorry, Mr. Rules. We're going straight to a song and I'm turning your mic off. No. And welcome back to the Prop Shozel. Check us out at propshozel.com. Check us out. Check us out. <laughs> and check us out. That was to our shout out to our New Zealand listeners. <laughs> <laughs> people people uh, were still confused about the name, so to spell that quickly, P R O P S H O W S A L dot com. C O M. Yes, if you're F E if you're in Finland. Well, we don't have a Finland branch, so I'm pretty sure Yet. that's not going to help anyone. <laughs> You're so small. You're all about radio school rules, and we don't have an office in Finland. <laughs> well, one step at a time. You're a no man. For anyone listening, that was Rosanna by Toto. Yes, the amazing. other Toto song. The, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so for all of you who don't know, I attempted to make the playlist Songs of the Hurstbridge Line, uh, but Ben frowned upon that. So that was a shout-out to Rosanna on the Hurstbridge Line. Well, there's only so many songs about suburbs around Hurstbridge. There's actually a surprising amount. There's okay. Hurstbridge, Eltham, there's Greensboro, We don't need Watsonia. to like recap the line, Vicky. Yes, I think we do. Let's all go on a mental travel on the Hurstbridge line. No, I'm just saying that there might be a lot of stations, but there's not a lot of songs about them. And No, those are all the ones that have songs about them. But I mean, okay, they weren't good songs. <laughs> no one ever said the songs we played on this show would be good. Well, as much as I'm like, let's buck the mainstream trends as much as we already have. It seems like you're like, let's live up to the mainstream trends. No, I'm just not. Let's keep Steve Bashimi in his place and let's follow the rules of radio school. I'm just saying that we don't want to give them three reasons in a row to tune out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's give everyone a reason to tune in. There's something that's embarrassing. (laughs) Thank you. There's something that's embarrassing people across Melbourne in my mind. Go on. It's not me. Well, it probably <laughs> For is. For a nice change. <laughs> that's a different topic. I feel as if the the couch heights... <laughs> this is the remix. Wait, wait, wait. I feel as if couch heights... the great couch heist. <laughs> yes, the great couch heist embarrassed us all. And do you know why that is? We got having a standardised height of couches heisted away from us as a community. <laughs> I really want to propose that... How far would you say the average man's bum is from the ground? Well, I've spent half a meter? extensive research on this topic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Half a metre sounds I don't good know. Enough. Well, I'll stand up. Let's see. Well, Are I'm, you saying I'm that you've got the than... average man's bum size? I'd like to say I'm an every bum. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that every old man's term. bum. <laughs> sure. So mine's probably uh, uh, lower than most people. So I'd say it's probably a good metre from the ground. This is already getting weird. <laughs> I'd say... Most couches should be about half a metre from the floor. Every couch, in fact. Not even most. Every couch. That still seems low to me. Really? Yeah. 
Because I find that at the moment I have to increasingly embarrass myself where I'm either slamming my bum into the couch or getting there halfway and then falling the second half. So you want an ease in of like... You well, I just want to know where I'm aiming for. I've got no idea at the moment. Where am I aiming with my bum? Okay. I mean, your bum is not the world's greatest aiming tool. It doesn't have eyes. It Speak doesn't have yourself. any spatial programming like your head's got. If I was putting my head in a couch, maybe I wouldn't need this proposal. But I'm not. I'm putting my legs in it. <laughs> and they don't know where the couch is because there's no standard. So what's in general... This, this topic came from your annoyance at the sin couches last week. Yes. <laughs> was... They too low because they're quite low in terms of. Yeah, I tried to sit food. into it and then had to fall the last twenty percent, and it was quite embarrassing. But don't you get a visual look at how the high the couch is before you sit down? I don't expect it to be akin to sitting on the floor. But I mean, like, don't you don't you gauge these kind of things like, oh yeah, the how the couch looks lower than usual? No, how just... much time have you got on your hands? <laughs> I'm, not... I'm doing reconnaissance. I might have to sit in that. I don't want to embarrass myself. How tall is it? It's not like it requires freaking trigonometry. <laughs> I think it might, Ben. Well, obviously your brain is not functioning the same way as everyone else's. I don't know. Maybe your bum has ears. Don't talk about that. <laughs> so I'd like to propose that couches, that we measure the average man's bum and then make a couch halfway between that and the floor. You know what's really weird is that if you've ever... That we're talking about this? That's, that's up there. But I mean, if you've ever got like a bed with extra mattresses on... To make it super high. Yeah. And you have to, like, go up to sit on it. Yeah. That's, like, even weirder than going, like, too far down. It's like you have to climb onto the seat. I know, seat. like, why am I rock climbing to relax? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of with you on that aspect of things. So I used to have a bed that, this is off topic slightly, but it was uncharacteristically low, and every morning I'd be like, hello world, and slam my feet on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up everyone. Well, maybe that's a good tool to get you up in the morning. Well, Yeah. There's always a way, isn't there? (laughs) (laughs) So let's head off with our next song, uh, Jesus of Suburbia by Green Day. If you enjoyed the length of Rosanna, you might enjoy this because the original is nine minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I made sure we'll uh, fade it out before that time. We've got so much to get to today. (laughs) So make sure you go sit on your couch. Be careful. Yeah, this is a warning for all you low couches out there. Perhaps uh, do a little sum, some bod mass maybe. It'll help (laughs) if you're Vicky. Everyone else, I think you're okay. And you're listening to Sin FM with The Prop Shozel. We've received a few SMSs. If you want to text in, feel free. It's 0427 pop pop. Pop pop. And uh, we had... Shooting at the feet of Melbourne Radio. Your opinions (laughs) on Sin. Song time. (laughs) Uh, We got Pebo writing in. Don't forget to include your name because we uh, don't know who a lot of these are from. And uh, last week, people kept coming up to me saying, hey, I texted in. I'm like, why didn't you say you were texting <laughs> Also, amazing fake names will also be f- smiled upon. <laughs> the faker, the better, if anything. I think there was one into the show before us last week uh, entitled Taco Dan. <laughs> and I don't know if that is real or fake, but that taco-related reference is appreciated. Do you think one parent wanted taco and one parent wanted Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, tell us now. It's in. Anyway, uh, yeah, Pebo wrote in, and uh, he said... He, it sounds like he just wants to brag, basically, that he saw two very attractive female police officers leading two young Asian men in handcuffs, which... Uh, 
I uh, I want to say they weren't fish and they weren't Steve Buscemi, but so we don't care. At least <laughs> at least we've got an update on what's going on in the streets of Melbourne. <laughs> it also read like a Crime Stoppers update, so we won't go quite <laughs> through the. Uh, there's a, quite a good description of the offenders here, in case you were uh, in Chadston on Wednesday. <laughs> but it's like it, we know what you did. It sounds like they've already been. And stopped. we know who caught you. Yes, <laughs> this is our Crime Stopping Review, <laughs> <laughs> where we talk about what happened on Crime Stoppers and how it stopped. Oh, okay. We've there was a good reenactment. I don't want to uh, go into it. but One of the weirder texts. Stop lying to me. You never slammed your feet anywhere. I don't believe you. Why are you playing Green Day? Love your biological mother. Vicky, is there something you need to know? Have you been adopted and not known it? Well, it's funny how now I can afford biohinge and gold toilets. Cold gold toilets. Wow. It's like cold hard cash, but slightly different. That it's suddenly bio mum's in the picture. Yeah, she comes crawling back I once know, she hears right? you broadcasting. When I'm all wow, feed me baby food and attach me to your nipple if it's the only way I can live, mum, she's out. But to be now fair... Now I'm like, I could shout you all of the champagne in the world and you could use it in your little bidet. Suddenly she comes back with kiss, hug, kiss, hug and wants to know about Green Day. Well, if you knew me, bio mum, you'd know I hate Green Day. Ben put that in the playlist and we played it because it's Jesus of suburbia. Yeah, it's suburbs. And I think someone was confused about Rosanna being a suburb. I, I don't know if they're not familiar with the suburb, Rosanna, but there you go. <laughs> but if you, were, if you were saying to your biological mum feed me baby food and attach me to your nipple at age 20. I'm just saying it could have been, you know, a reason that she had to go eventually. It was a late adoption, but let's not cast any stones at me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, time for another proposal, I say. Okay. There's a business in the area. No. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's a business. It could just be a store. I don't want to alarm anyone, but there is a business in the area. And sung. (laughs) Uh, It's got the unusual title, Acne. Ew. Which, as in A C N E. Yeah, not Ew. not Acme. It's not like a Roadrunner. That's what I was thinking. Off. Like, is Roadrunner there buying things to stop? No, 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 no. Wally Coyote is there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Ro- well, maybe Roadrunner stops off there to see what to avoid. <laughs> yeah. That's how he always seems to get past it. Yeah, <laughs> he window shops at Acme before Wally Coyote gets there. You would you'd think that Wiley would stop uh, and move on to a store with a better reliability of products? It seems like they're not doing well for him. <laughs> uh, I think your mum's still texting in saying that you can have some nipple. Okay. <laughs> um, that's weird. Let's just move on. But uh, when in this age of social media, Facebook and getting your uh, friends list and sharing what you like seems to be quite a big thing at the moment. So obviously, Acne has a store. And I, I don't know if I mentioned I think it's a fashion outlet of some kind. Acne? Yes. Ooh. But... Uh, when you don't know that and you like it on Facebook, it does make you seem like a bit of a weirdo to everyone else. <laughs> so what's your proposal here, Ben? Well, I'm proposing that maybe you don't call your store name something that gross. I mean, I get what they're trying to do is get some attention by people like us going, hey, there's this new place called Acne. It's for weirdos who like to name their stores saying. crazy things. So you're proposing don't make your business something awkward to like on Facebook. Exactly, which is the exact reason that we didn't call our show anus. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like killing people or maiming puppies or burning down the kitten orphanage. Yeah. when, when I mean, no one wants to see Benjamin Moore likes burning down kitten orphanages, do you? Well, I mean, the puppy orphanage, I already like that one, but kitten orphanages, they're... Too far. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. guys are just hanging in as best they can. Exactly. The little paws clawing over a branch and you go over there and you want to burn it down. No, you don't. It's just the name of a business, but now that's what everyone thinks of you. Yeah. Everyone's got misconceptions about my love of burning down kittens. <laughs> 
I mean, they, they didn't get that from Facebook, but uh, it could happen is what I'm saying. It's confusing world, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we're going to go to one of the world's most famous suburb songs. Ben Folds Tribute to Eltham. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ben Folds is fives. That's hard to say. Let's all try and do that during the song as a protest to how hard their name is and not listen to the actual song. Ha ha, take that, Ben Folds fives. Rockin' the suburbs. That could be part of the uh, scavenger hunt. All right, and you're listening to the Prop Shozel on Sin. And that was a bit of Rock in the Suburbs by Ben Folds 5 and a post-song language warning. Yes, <laughs> if you don't like swearing, please don't listen to that song in the past. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to it again. Now you've heard it once without warning and you know how offensive you find it, don't go out and buy it and talk about how much you hate swearing. But if you love swearing, I hope you enjoyed. Yes, it was a nice, pleasant surprise for you in that case. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got our uh, weekly segment... Sin City, which mm-hmm. is our radio drama where in which we explore the mean streets of Sin City. If you didn't hear it last week, don't worry. We'll quickly recap you. Let's go to the theme song. Previously on Sin City... Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Cindy. Let's get new identities, skip town, and leave this life forever. Okay, I'm Jake Manley, P.I. I'll be Carmen Sinclair. Cool. And now, the thrilling continuation of Sin City. We'd been sluggishly fumbling through Sin City's back streets for what felt like an eternity. We probably hadn't even come that far, but every block we passed through made it seem like we'd descended into another level of hell. It's not like it was the first time in the big city, but we typically stuck to the other side of the tracks. As we got closer to our new apartments... It was becoming more and more obvious that our new lives were not going to be those of the movie stars and models that populated Sin City's hotspots. How much further is it? As much as I'm enjoying this tour of pea-spained alleyways and crack dens, I'm getting the feeling that this isn't the safest place to hang out at this time of night. It's a full moon tonight. Scared the werewolves will get you? Werewolves I can handle. I'm more worried that those junkies are going to be pissed when the clock strikes 12 and the ride they had hallucinations of stealing and selling turns back into a pumpkin. Don't worry. I think we're almost there. So, I've been wondering... Didn't seem like it took much convincing to get you to up and leave your old life behind. You know that expression, don't suddenly irreversibly uproot your life on an empty stomach? I don't think that's a saying. Well, it should be, because right now I'm thinking that there may be some advice that I could have used this morning. You can't just chalk this whole situation up to the fact that you were craving a breakfast burrito. Sometimes you just need a change. What do you think you'll miss most from back home? (sighs) I miss my sister, but we spoke so infrequently that I don't think things will be too different. What about you? To be honest, there was so little tethering me to that place, but the only thing I think I'll miss is my stalker. You had a stalker? Don't sound so surprised. I'm pretty stalkable. Oh, no doubt. I feel privileged that you even allow me in your presence. So, uh, who was this guy anyway? He was the older brother of one of my students a couple of years ago. He came to pick his brother up from school one day when his parents couldn't make it, and I guess he fell in love with me or something. The next thing I know, it's all locks of hair and love letters written in blood. Whoa. Did you uh, have to call the cops or get a restraining order or anything? No, it was kind of sweet, actually. Blood-soaked love letters are sweet. You're more messed up than I thought. Well, he said it was his blood, but after the first dozen, they just started smelling like hamburger, so I think he got lazy and squeezed some steaks after that. Yeah. So, uh, what happened? He left me. What do you mean you left you? You didn't actually date this guy, did you? No, nothing like that. One day, the locks of hair just stopped coming. 
I thought maybe it was because he'd sent it all to me and he just needed to wait for it to grow back again. So I waited and waited until I couldn't take it anymore. I got his family's address from the class list and went to his house to confront him. Unfortunately, he wasn't there, so I decided to wait in the bushes outside his house until he came back. Wait, so you were stalking him now? Patience was never my greatest strength, however, so after about ten minutes, I gave up and broke into his room. (laughs) Of course you did. Why wouldn't you? After meticulously going through all of his possessions and finding a list labelled best places to stalk the hot new second grade teacher, I was cleverly able to deduce what happened. I guess he caught a glance at that second grade teacher and that was that. Next thing I knew it was her nightstand that was covered in blood-sloaked propositions. You know, hearing that story, I'm suddenly feeling a whole lot better about running away from school. Not a whole lot better about having you come with me, but one step at a time. Hey, look at that. I think this is our new building. You know, listening to your insane ramblings made us completely forget about any imminent danger we may have been in. Woo! Shotgun top bunk! And that was Ball and Calling by the Skyhawks, a song of the suburbs and a song about how not to treat women. Oh, really? I wasn't even paying that much attention. How, how should we not t- treat women? Um, it's like about how he wants to sleep with this girl for one night, but then he gives her his phone number, so she keeps calling him, and then he has to get on the telephone and keep stalling. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning so much from this show already. It's a girl from Baldwin, incidentally, so I don't know any women from Baldwin. So can we treat other women who aren't from Baldwin like that? Um, not women from Eltham, I'd like to propose. Damn. <laughs> So uh, anyone who was wondering, what was the inspiration for that segment of Sin City Ben? It was actually coming from a friend that I was talking to a during the A true story. Week. Oh, yes, a true story. The words true stories get everyone in, I think. I think when you Imagine say... Imagine if there were like um, Chance of Meatballs. A true story. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yes. Yeah, well, I have had meatballs on... You came in on... halfway through the conversation. Oh, the title uh, of the movie. Uh, thanks. <laughs> uh, thanks for catching me up. No, uh, but... The true story involved less blood-soaked love letters, but just as much stalking. Oh, what were they more soaked in? Uh, Honey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were virtual love letters, so I guess (laughs) whatever is soaked in uh, the internet. I thought it was like, I don't want to spill my blood, but here's another viscous liquid to show how I feel about you. (laughs) You're sweet and runny. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know how I get all my girlfriends? (laughs) No, she was saying that... uh, a friend of mine had a customer come into her work quite frequently throughout the week, and uh, I guess so frequently that he decided to add her on Facebook. That's weird. How did he even find her slash well, know her name? That is the thing. I guess he knew her first name, but he wouldn't have known her last name. Did so. he add everyone with her first name? What is her name? Like, I think he must Eugenides have... Eugenides or something? <laughs> <laughs> There's only three people to draw through. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a pretty typical name. Um, he must have maybe searched for her place of work and her name and cross-referenced. And I don't know, that, that's where the stalking comes into Seriously, it. Seriously, wow. But uh, the part that, like, I can understand that. I mean, it's... What confuses me is even if I wanted to stalk, I don't think I'd be that effective at it. You're not good at stalking? No. Well, I've never tried, but I'm what? sure... <laughs> I know you wanted to believe that all these years I was pining for you. But no, even if I wanted to follow someone around, I don't think I'd be very effective at it. Don't sell yourself short, Vicky. I believe you can stalk. <laughs> it's good to know someone does. But uh, yeah, the part that amused me was that after she added him on Facebook because she was, I guess, had her curiosity piqued by, like, how the hell did he find me and, like, what's going on here? See, that's your first mistake. Well, I would have thought so. I never start dating someone because how did they find me was piqued in me. <laughs> <laughs> but then the, the funny thing was that eventually, like, after a month or so, he deleted her. 
Oh. I'm like, what did I do wrong? I'm not good <laughs> enough to be stalked anymore? <laughs> so she took it very personally that he no longer wanted to know her every move. I don't think she did, but I was, I would have. It's just weird that someone could be so attached and go out of their way to find you and then so quickly become bored by you. <laughs> Like, eh, it was a good thing we had while I was stalking you, but the uh, thrill of it is gone now. Maybe the th- it was the thrill of the actual chase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finding people and getting them to friend him. Although you've done the exact same thing to one of my friends. Well, what was this? We made a $10 bet. This, I was going to bring this up in the airing of grievances. Are we? Okay, let's air it in the airing of grievances and move on to our weekly segment, okay. Celebrity Heads. Celebrity heads. Heads, 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 heads. Yeah. Can't stop now. This may be the last chance I get. I just want to be famous. famous. You'll never guess. Any of us. All right. And for those wondering last week what the hell we were talking about when we did this segment and why we didn't actually finish the game of Celebrity Heads... The, uh, the point of this game is that it is an ongoing game broadcast over many weeks. So, uh, And you lose the game if the game goes on for longer than the intro and outro combined. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, or, or if it goes on for longer than the season. Which yeah. <laughs> could... So we've got 16 guesses to get to the end of this. 13, I think. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, if you get the question wrong, then that's the end of your guess. If you get a yes answer, then you get another guess. Okay, good. So do you want to guess first? That's the traditional rules. No, you go first. All right. I'm polite like that. So last week, to recap, I discovered that I wasn't a male. Correct. Am I female? Yes. Okay, because <laughs> you, you tricked me on this last time, and I got a very hesitant answer when I asked the same question. So. Yeah, that's true, because you, I wasn't sure of your gender last time. Yeah. I think Bubbles is a boy. It, yeah, I'd say so. But uh, all right, it's good to know I'm a female. Am I an actress? No. <laughs> would you say, so I'm not someone that would want to narrate my life. No, that was your question from last week. Am I a relatively average bum height? <laughs> I'm wanting to see if this is someone that would support my proposal. I want to see how know you, how well you know me in choosing my celebrity. I'm going to go with yes, but like, again, I don't spend that much time trying to work out the height from ground to ass of my celebrities. Okay. Well, I think that's something you should take into account, knowing how passionately I feel about gouchite. Sure. Oh, we'll go with something obvious then. Am I a person? You are a person. Oh, so that rules out Jub-Jub from the iguana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are not Jub-Jub on this instance. Am I a female? Oh, no. And that was Celebrity Heads for another week. I've got a proposal for you, Vicky. Couch heights? No, we've done that. (laughs) This is just as critical to get out there in the public armrest etiquette. Oh, yeah? So I guess this could apply to couches as well. That's what I was thinking. Well, after you've already... I think we need to solve the the couch problem first because after you've already embarrassed yourself sitting in the couch, you don't care about the man sitting next to you. You're thinking, now I'm so embarrassed about my awkward couch sit, I'm going to take all of the armrest. Well, I'm thinking like on a couch, 
typically it's one person per armrest. This more applies to scenarios like a movie theater or a airplane where you have to share a single armrest. Yeah, that's already awkward. Are you just going to propose double armrests be the norm? I guess that would be a solution. So that's the perfect world. Yes. That's but, the communism of armrests. <laughs> but we can't, we can't do that in every scenario, much like you're proposing every building build a whole separate building to pace <laughs> around while you're on the phone. We can't accommodate your every ideal whim, but we should work out some kind of rules as to who gets the armrest in well, these Well, I'd like to say, for me, scenarios. it's not a much of an issue with the buyer arm, TM. So you're, you're <laughs> happy just to take off both your arms and ignore these problems completely? Well, and it's good for the other man, too. He's all armrest <laughs> all the time. So what are you proposing? A timeshare system? Is it going to be like a holiday house? You have it between two and three, I'll have it between three and four? Mm, like, if we have to compromise like that... a little that, holiday for your arm? But I'm thinking more along the lines of, like, some people don't even need to use... Like, they feel the need to, like, just lean on one side of the armrest or something. Like, not everyone is as much of an armrest hog as I tend to be. Yeah, but, I don't use armrests, really. Well, I'm, I'm a big armrester. <laughs> My arms need constant <laughs> My arms resting. are so tight. They're so heavy, so tired that I'm... Sorry, Mr. Beefcake. I didn't realise I was walking around with toothpick arms that I can just dance <laughs> about. Is it hard for you to wave your hands in the air like you just don't care? I, I have to constantly care when I wave my arms. I know. You have to be careful it's, not it's, to break them off, apparently. It's a conscious decision. When I'm waving my arms, I'm like, is this worth it? Is this celebration of waving my arms worth lifting them above my head? No. When when I'm in the cinema, for example. Or is it because you're always waving? You don't care so much that you're waving them around all the time and when you sit down, you just think, oh, I've done so much not caring today. I need to relax. Yes. <laughs> Either way is applicable. So when when you put your arms on these rests, if, you, if you're someone who sits next to someone who's equally in need of the armrest, that's when the dilemma arises. So when two bodybuilders go to the cinema together, what do what you happens? do? So I, I'm proposing... That we work out a system to alleviate this annoyance. Maybe you can help me devise it. My initial thoughts were that someone takes the front of this armrest and someone takes the back. Okay, so I, I initially went with timeshare in some sort of like job share situation where you do some arm work and then the other person does, you know, you call upon the shoulders now and then to do their damn job. And that, <laughs> that is a solution, but then there is downtime where I'm not resting my arms. Oh, yeah, this is true. So you want to rest your arms all the time. If possible, wow. that would be appreciated. Wow. Because some people, they their solution is just like, I'm going to push over this other person and become the dominant armrester. No, we're a, we're a peaceful show here. We're not about arm wars. That's what I'm saying. But when you're sitting next to an arm war knight, <laughs> <laughs> the knight's leading the charge in the arm war. They Captain just, armrest, if yes, you will. <laughs> they just come in and Major armrest. barge into your armrest space Ooh. and then it's like you have to basically fight your way onto that armrest, and that's not an ideal solution. It is usually a war of attrition, isn't it? It's whoever can keep up the battle for long enough ends up with the armrest. And it takes away, like, just say if you're watching a movie, that, that's going to be your focus is the armrest battle, not the cinema that you're... Mm, can you know. I suggest you're seeing some boring movies? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But I'm just saying that uh, let's... I'm thinking back half and then front half kind of undisclosed. You don't have to like verbally go, you take front, I'll take back. But Sometimes you may need. Well, if in the most direst of situations. Well, I think we're a show that likes science in general. I'm opposed to science. 
Okay, well, you're not going <laughs> to like this. No, <laughs> so go I'm going to propose Melbourne does an experiment this week. Okay. Go across to your cinemas or workplaces where you're sharing armrests, which I don't know what you're doing. You're a film critic. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, see and aeroplanes and buses and see how you go with the front-back system. So we'll, we'll trial the front-back system for this first week. I think it could work. Yeah, I think it's good. Let's... Let's let science answer that, Ben, Thank even you. though you hate it. <laughs> That's why you hate science, because you want to be the answer and you're just not. You're it has failed me up until this point, but science come through for me this week. So uh, basically, this next segment, I will entitle The Airing of Grievances. Well, we won't entitle that. Seinfeld will. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, it's a uh, Festivus-themed section of the show. Yes. <laughs> we'll have to do the feats of strength later around our what, aluminum pole or something like that. <laughs> Well, it doesn't exactly come from Seinfeld, actually. It comes from one of uh, Ben's good friends and the way that he deals with his work situations. And we think that every work situation should be solved in this manner. I've had enough of this uh, writing passive-aggressive messages about not washing cups and saying, oh, your mum doesn't work here. Can you please put your cutlery away? Enough. <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, so basically what... Uh, one Stop of my f- eating my yoghurt. Yeah. <laughs> they. Uh, my friends work in the advertising industry and I guess you work in pairs quite closely, so... Uh, they once a month. Oh, I thought you were saying, from what I was saying, you thought I worked in the pear industry. <laughs> <laughs> like, my friend works in advertising, and from the problems you're describing with yogurt and cutlery, it sounds like you're probably in the pear industry. <laughs> well, I don't know what you do in your uh, part time. <laughs> they work in advertising and once a month get drunk and talk about what they don't like about each other. <laughs> so uh, I feel like alcohol is the best way to fuel that. <laughs> yeah, but as we're not allowed you know, food or drink in the Sin studios, we'll just do it the old-fashioned way. We're just going to use anger. Yes. <laughs> Actual vitriol will come out here. Instead pass- of whiskey, vitriol yeah. will, f- will flow through our livers at this moment. But uh, I did tell my friend that we were doing a segment inspired by him and he was a bit confused thinking that we were actually going to talk about him and his business partner that we were doing a whole segment about what we don't like about them but jokes on you we're talking about my part-time job in the pear industry (laughs) (laughs) so uh no we're not talking about you it's me and vicky airing grievances that we have with each other I actually don't have one at the moment, so... So I'll air mine. Okay. Is it because I'm too perfect and you can't think of anything wrong with our relationship? Sure, let's go with that. Yeah, I thought so. My grievance, as I hinted at before, was that Vicky and I made a bet several weeks ago. A bet that won me $10. <laughs> 10 whole smackaroos. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. So we were uh, walking down the streets of Eltham. No, not Eltham. In the city. We were walking. It doesn't matter where. <laughs> and we passed a... This is the song of the suburbs. Get it right, Ben. <laughs> we passed a souvenir store that had a postcard saying, I heart Mel. Yes. And I guess shot from Melbourne, but I don't know anyone that calls it that. Do you... Just don't hang out with many cool Melburnians then. Like, Apparently let's meet not. up in Mel, bro. I don't know why when I'm being cool, I add bro to the end of things. <laughs> That's what Obviously you... got no experience That's in being what... cool. Does that mean last week's episode when you were asking for where the bathroom is, you thought all those people were cool? Super cool. Yeah. Their hats backward. They're playing basketball. I had rollerblades on. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting my idea of what's cool from the beginning of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> that is cool. That's the epitome of cool. Thank you. I yeah. thought it was just me, but we can all agree that when we've got a cool standard we need to go to we all mentally play in Westfield, Philadelphia born <laughs> race oh not even mentally just out loud <laughs> I start singing that when I've created an awkward situation as I back away she sings it a lot <laughs> so we Ooh, uh, I see what you did there yeah yeah and now we're going to Vanessa Carlton <laughs> <laughs> so I made a pretty lame joke but I said uh, I saw this postcard and I'm like oh that'd be awesome for anyone 
called Mel. If you you know if your girlfriend is called Mel, send that postcard to her. And after Ben made that joke, I was like, we are nearly funny enough for a radio show. <laughs> I just started Let's singing. Let's take this crap to the air of waves of Melbourne. After Vicky's silence, I started singing Fresh Prince and backing away. <laughs> um, and she said, that's weird. My uh, friend said the exact same reference. A friend who was visiting from, what, Finland or something? Yeah, from Finland. And so, so we realised that the world community isn't that much funnier of us, funnier than us, and decided why not be on the radio. Vicky <laughs> <laughs> had been taking a Facebook hiatus at this period. Yes, I was hiated. <laughs> yeah, and so um, she bet me that I couldn't find this person on Facebook, judging only from her first name, her first name, and her country of residence. Yes, <laughs> and because I wasn't on Facebook, so he couldn't find it in my mutual friends or anything. And yeah, exactly, which I would have. At Stalking 101, everyone knows that's the quickest and easiest way to find your prey. <laughs> oh, we've already gotten to the next segment, Stalking 101. <laughs> <laughs> and, How are we going to fill two hours? And so uh, I bet her $10 that I could find it. And knowing I know her first name, within about five minutes, I typed in her first name and Finland, and she popped up. <laughs> so what's your grievance? I built your self-esteem, making a task seem impossible, knowing that you can do anything. Is that your grievance? I've made you feel good about yourself. Okay, fine. No, that's okay. I'll take it. I'm a good person. I'll take that grievance. Uh, a subsequent grievance <laughs> is that... You can't even say it. You can't even spit it out, knowing that it's unfair. That's how shocked and appalled I am by this situation. To the point of saying grievance. Yes. <laughs> Is that Gleevance? Is that when the cast of Glee does something bad to you? That's Let's every, move on. Yeah. <laughs> is that I haven't been paid this ten dollars? My ten victory dollars, Vicky. What are you going to spend it on? On it doesn't matter. This isn't about the money. It's about the fact that I'm owed my happy dance. When you hand over the ten dollars, and I can rub it in your face, and oh. I have not got that opportunity yet. I suddenly got a grievance. Yeah. All right. <laughs> go on. Does that mean you're going to pay me or is this what's happening here? No, I can see that money is more important than friendship to you. It's as important. (laughs) (laughs) Your friendship is worth 10 cool dollars. Well, cool dollars now. Well, you know, cold, hard cash. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Is that your grievance? You haven't been paid 10 dollars. That's what you wanted to do. No. You planned an entire radio show to bring me to a point where you could say, Vicky, you owe me 10 dollars for a bet I won. I've been deprived of celebration is my grievance. What are you going to buy? Ten chocolate buttons? If that's two what I Two and a half coffees? It doesn't matter what I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy one millionth of my flying monkey army. And I... <laughs> Is this the last $10 standing between you and the monkey? Probably. <laughs> I never thought that, I, that we would come to this, Ben. Well, I, I hoped that we wouldn't. <laughs> but you've put me in an awkward situation here. I ain't paying. Why? I don't know. Just taking a stand. Mm. <laughs> All right, what's your grievance? That no, that's it. I, that my what that you you don't want to pay. Yes, my grievance is that you'll make me pay despite not wanting to. What about all these other people that you're making bets with now? They can't. Uh, they can't oh, take I pay you them. seriously. I pay them. Oh, okay. But this bet was about your self-esteem as a stalker. You're all, I could never stalk anyone. I don't know how to do it. It's so difficult. How will I ever find an object of my affections to rebuff me endlessly? And I was like, hey, I've got a friend who makes the same jokes as you. Try to find them. And then you did. Ben, you've already got your award. You got $10 worth of self-esteem, if not more. I disagree. <laughs> I, I feel that I was saying the exact opposite of what you just claimed. Ben, I'd like to say... How much is self-respect and self-confidence worth? Nine ninety-five. Okay, I'll give you five cents. Sweet. Is that does that settle your grievance? No, but at least it's five cents on the way to victory. I think that you've gotten more than ten dollars worth of Ben points. 
can I redeem those 10 Ben points for money? If money is feeling good about yourself, then yes, you can. I'm not feeling that good about myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in, in that case, let's play a tribute to our hometown to make you feel as if... You grew up in a place that's worth... You're a worthwhile guy, Ben. People mm-hmm. text in with your praise for Ben so I don't have to, uh, to pay him $10 <laughs> that <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> so here's a tribute to our hometown. What a plea. <laughs> text in, make me feel good about myself. <laughs> Why won't you love me? It's not even your plea, it's my plea. It's my plea to me. make Ben feel better so because I don't have $10. <laughs> Um, so let's celebrate. I don't. I can't. I'm speechless. <laughs> we obviously weren't meant to go past twelve o'clock because past twelve o'clock things just start. The wheels fall off. Yeah. Well, probably because I didn't buy a ten dollar grommet to keep them on. We can, <laughs> usually, there's a foreign language program in this time slot. Why don't we just start speaking in tongues and people will be used to this uh, twelve o'clock silliness? Let's get onto the song I've been trying to get onto for the last three minutes. Muffin, <laughs> our favorite artist from Eltham. That's not true. There's a lot of good... What about that guy that has the trees out the front of his house that are sculptures? They're pretty good. They're up there. He's a good artist in Eltham. But it's harder to play his musical stylings on the radio. I have an amazing story about Eltham, actually. We're not going to play to the song then? We will. We Mm. will. But um, Ben sounds hot. He probably drives a car. Thank you. I do as well drive a car. There you go. What do you need your $10 for? You've got a car. Well, that's that's one. You're not saving up for a car, so what do you need ten dollars? Maybe for? that's about one dollars worth of praise. I can, <laughs> I can still use some more. There was this house. This is when I was house sitting for you, and then reading the Eltham Leader every day. There was a guy. Obviously, who, big plans while I was away. Oh yeah, it was nothing but texting you. How do I fish in Zelda? That and is uh, reading true the story. Leader. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this guy wanted to get a water feature installed in his front lawn in Eltham. The council approved it, but took it back when his neighbour across the road decided to deny it. So he put in another application and now he has a giant flipping the bird statue across the road at his neighbour with a water feature that lights up at night. Wait, so why did that get approved and the other one didn't? Because he won an extension on his house, sorry, and they said, no, you can't have the extension, it's going to be too high and our view will be ruined. Oh, so he made a lower extension, which is a water feature flipping off statue. Yes, that lights up at night. Don't forget that. Yeah, I I like to think it's one of those Christmas uh, montages that you see on YouTube where they've just got all the flashing lights and music playing. Except and it plays that CeeLo Green song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forget you, because there's a lot of children at Altham. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's the clean version. So let's have a bit of a tribute to the to the town where that spawned Ben and I and the town where you can put up a water feature to tell your neighbours how much you cannot stand them. Altham. And that was Muffin's Eltham, probably <laughs> potentially for the first time on radio. Uh, we did get some feedback on that one. Obviously, lots of praise, although some were saying that they love the show, but not so much Aussie hip-hop, and they proposed to move Australian hip-hop offshore. Which, I don't know if I agree with that uh, proposal, but in terms of that song, already half of Melbourne was like, what are they talking about? What the hell is Eltham? So if we moved it offshore, it would be so inscrutable. <laughs> <laughs> it's already difficult enough for us to understand it. And we're from Eltham. Me and Ben are both like, you ever been to Malabar Crescent, bro? Because <laughs> yeah, we were doing our cool voices. <laughs> not not frequently, but now I've got another hotspot to check out. I know, right? <laughs> and uh, it's, it's like a bit of a history lesson as well. Domestic violence. Oh, there you go. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, well, Just a, a few spots, apparently. Sure. And a lot of mowing the lawn. So uh, now you know why. I feel that's less specific than mowing the lawn, but you could probably apply that to a lot of subjects. (laughs) Me and Ben had not much to do but talk to each other. 
Um, I, I've thought of a loophole from your grievance. Oh, go on. Yeah. A way that you can inherit half of your own debt. Is this going back to proposing marriage to every one of our listeners? It's very close. Mm. Ben, you're a reasonable man who could pay someone $5 if you owed it to them. I, I am, because I'm a great person who does not watch on their bets. Well, <laughs> what if that man was yourself? What if you owed yourself $5 because you inherited a bet to yourself? Um, I would pay it because I am honest like that. And do you want $5 of your bet? Well, it's my money. So it'd be basically be giving me... No, that's not the question. The question is, do you want five at least of those $10? Sure. Okay. And you would pay yourself those $5 if it were your own d- debt? Yep. Marry me. I feel this is a trap. <laughs> you say you want to solve the problem. You, I think you're just creating a problem. Either let go of the $10 or marry me, showing that you are committed to fixing the issue. I can't help but feel that if you've vouched on my bet, there's got to be several other bets going around that I will also inherit. It's a risk you ought to take. Are you willing to take the risk for $5? I'm sure not. <laughs> well, then you don't care that much about the bet and you should just give up on it. I, I, I'll, by the end of the season, I swear I'll get this $10 out of you. <laughs> well, look, apparently Rick Astley wrote this song, but I think you heard the words of my heart. Ben, will you marry me? Mm, I will not. Well, let's just, uh, let's just put on a song about how you feel about that $10, shall we? Why? Why would you choose this song as well? This is like a weird choice to rickroll everyone at the end of the show. Because <laughs> I'm choosing how you feel about your $10. You're putting words into my mouth. Rick Astley's putting words into your mouth. He's done it to us all. All right, well, check us out at propshowsall.com or check out the podcast for all our previous episodes at that site as well. And you can go to our Facebook page from that website and everything. P-R-O-P-S-H-O-W-S-A-L.com. And uh, you can reach me, Vicky, at InsaneRamblings.net. Or Ben at InsaneRamblings.net. Insane Ramblings is the podcast that we've been doing for a few years before we got started on radio. So there's over 50 episodes of that to check out if you like this show. (laughs) If you live in Eltham, (laughs) that'll give you much more things to do. Sure. And Ben, here's a tribute from Ben by way of Rick Astley to the $10 he will never see. Insane Ramblings.